Well, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness to us. Uh, God, for all these things that you're doing in this, God, we appreciate uh, your wisdom. We appreciate your, your leading, Lord God. And we do pray for all these kids, God, to, to really be able to receive from you the things that, that they're needing, God, the older kids to get the answers that they need and the things that they're going through. Lord, and, and for the, the moms, God, that having little kids is a, a challenging thing. Uh, it, it's very demanding on our time. And, and I, I, I've seen in, in my own family and other families how hard the, the moms and the little ones work. Uh, God, and we just we pray for your touch on all these things. Now today, we're just asking you to touch the Word and minister as only you can. God, that you would speak to us. The, the things that, that you want to say, God, and, and just plant these things in our hearts, God, that, that we would receive them as, as from you, God, and that you would just organize my thoughts this morning to say exactly what you want to say. And we ask it and we pray it in your holy righteous name. Amen. amen. Uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 1. This is one of my favorite chapters. One of my favorite books, in fact. Uh, I remember being about 18 or so, maybe 19, and uh, reading this chapter once, and, uh, and it was just kind of one of those moments that we have, you know, where God just breathes on it. And, and I realized, I, it was just one of those moments where I felt like God was talking to me. And having once been a young man, um, long, long time ago, back in the days of phones with cords on them and cassette tapes and VCRs, um, uh, I, I know that uh, that when you're young, one of the things that that you kind of need somebody to teach you is wisdom and discretion and and direction and subtlety and all this stuff. Um, and uh, so I was, uh, I know I, I benefited from having somebody point me in the right direction a lot of times, but um, uh, I, I love this, the way this book starts out because he, he kind of spells out the, va- the, the purpose of, of the book of Proverbs uh, here at the beginning of it. Um, and uh, uh, Lord willing, I'm going to read this uh, entire chapter this morning uh, because it's uh, it kind of goes in an interesting direction that, that you wouldn't expect right at first. Uh, so in in one one he says the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, the king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction and to perceive the words of understanding. So right away, I mean, that, there's a lot of words in there, like weighty words, important words. Uh, uh, you know, there, there's a couple of different words that they they would uh, used for knowing, both in the Hebrew and in the Greek. Um, uh, and this this word in the Hebrew here, to know. There's a sense of knowing something experientially versus knowing something uh, intellectually. 
You know, you can go to school and learn all kinds of stuff, but until you apply it, a lot of times it's just book learning, as they say. And, you know, uh, I hold the book learning. I think it's great, but uh, if you don't have any use for it, then... Um, or you don't ever use it for anything, then you kind of miss out. They say that people retain uh, this tiny, tiny, distressingly tiny amount of instruction that you give them verbally. Um, if If they then watch you demonstrate the thing that you're teaching, uh, then they're likely to retain about twice as much of it. I think I think I, I could I could be wrong. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. Uh, but then, if they actually do the thing that you're teaching them, uh, then they they learn the vast majority of it. They'll actually retain it because they they did it themselves. That's one of the reasons that taking notes is is an effective way to to learn stuff. But uh, because you writing it down is kind of like you know repeating it and and that kind of thing. But um, Learning how to do something, you know, I, I, you know, used to have a you know, work as a, a trade type person, you know, painting courses of trade, and um, there were a bunch of times that Kevin would just tell me how to do something, and and that was helpful, um, and then I would watch him do it, you know, and that and then it was like there was always that moment while he's showing me, I'm thinking, oh man, I'm gonna have to do this now, you know, and. And if you've ever tried to do anything that requires some practice and some skill, you know that somebody who can already do it makes it look easy. And um, and so then, of course, you have to try it. And your your muscles are like, I don't know how to do this. I've never tried this before. I have no memory of this, you know. And so then you have to kind of fiddle around with it and work on it. But um, applying the thing then, uh, eventually... I mean, I, I eventually got where I kind of just turned my brain off when I was working, and or I just kind of let it run free, and I'm not sure it ever came back. But I, I would just kind of let my mind wander while I worked because my 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 muscles now knew what they were doing without me really guiding them. Um, so that's entirely different than I could tell you how to do something, and you could regurgitate it. That's one thing. That's like I, well, I know about something. I know about a subject versus knowing a subject experientially uh, because you, you've actually done the thing before. You know, this uh, this is, of course, the same word that, that he uses in Genesis when it said that Adam knew Eve and they had Cain. Uh, so so there's this, this depth to this knowing that, that he's talking about here that, you know, we, we lose that in English yeah, because... You know, it's like, yeah, you know, we just we, we use the word I know something or I know someone and, and it, it could mean any number of, of things like that. It doesn't have that same connotation that, that he has here. So, so he says to know wisdom and instruction and to perceive the words of understanding. So, of course, wisdom is, is, a, is an important thing. Because uh, if you go through life without wisdom, whether it comes from your own experiences that you've learned or you, you 
take the experiences of others and learn from them. Going through life without wisdom is 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 hard. There was this, there used to be this commercial um, for uh, Sonic, and the guy would like go and have and like reach for the fries, and they were hot. He's like, ooh, ah, hot. And then he would immediately reach for them again. Oh, ah, hot. You know, and I think just suck it up. wasn't even. That's when they taste the best. But that's just me. Um, but, you know, uh, going through life without wisdom is like continually injuring yourself and not learning from it. And, not, and it's like, I don't get what's going on here. And, um, you know, so, yeah, and when you, so wisdom is kind of the, the opposite of living life that way. It's like, it's like learning from something and thinking, I'm not going to do that again. Uh, when I first, first started painting, when I was a teenager, uh, we had this little tool and I got, we got more comments out of this tool than anything else that we ever had, but it was like this, just this little metal cylinder with a handle on it on one end and this little thing on the other end that would spin. And you could like slip a roller cover over it and you'd, you'd pump this little handle and it would spin that thing so fast. And it would like fling all the water and stuff out of it. And when you watched it, it's great. Uh, it even had a little deal that you could like stick a paintbrush in it and tear up the wooden handle and it would spin that too. But uh, um, Kevin sent me out to clean out roller covers because at that point I wasn't worth much else. And... Uh, dark blue house with this textured stucco siding and I've got this white paint that I'm cleaning out of this roller cover and it's windy out and uh, and he comes out just as I'm, I'm putting this thing on the spinner and he's like no, no 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 and I just start cranking away on it and just blew this white watery paint all over this dark blue house all all over this nice wooden deck on the front it's all cedar and um, and he was just oh, okay. And I, I immediately saw my mistake, of course, and spent some time hopelessly cleaning at it. I don't I don't even know what happened with that. I think we eventually just, like ended up power washing the deck and like repainting the front of the house or something. I don't remember. But uh, you think they ever did that again? <laughs> never, never, ever again did I do that. So we can learn from things like like that, those those painful things. Nowadays, when I make mistakes at work, it's more painful when I look at these numbers and, and look at all that money that should have been in my pocket and now it isn't. And that's a good motivator to learn how to do stuff better. So so wisdom. So he's talking about to know wisdom to, and to know it like with the depth of like I get how this works. My life experience has taught it to me. To know wisdom and instruction. Man, I love this word instruction. You know, we've we've talked a lot around here about, you know, that that place where correction and instruction kind of flow together. Because, you know, we, you know, we, uh, we sometimes get our knickers in a snit about being corrected. Um, But if we look at it like instruction, uh, it's like that seems not so bad. It's like, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm just telling you how to do this better, and you know, uh, and it's an interesting thing when if you find out that your personality is one that can't take being instructed, 
It's like, well, like how dare you tell me I could have done it better? Or how dare you tell me how to do it right? And uh, uh, But you have to have somebody teach you how to do it right. Uh, if you know, and, and if you have somebody that knows how to do it right, why would you resent them telling you, "Well, here's how you do it"? Um, so, but here's the other interesting thing about this word. This this word in the Hebrew really, quite literally, means chastisement, correction, discipline. All of us, all of those ideas are wrapped up in this word. That, that is here translated instruction, which is great because instruction is that. Um, you know, I I don't even remember the last time somebody got a spanking at my house, and man, I hate spankings. It's just it's no fun, and no nobody has has any fun doing that. And you know, I it, I, I would I can only imagine being on the receiving end. I had. I uh, I quit getting spankings awfully young, so probably way younger than I should have. But uh, <laughs> so see, I needed more wisdom and instruction as a child. But uh, um, you know, but there's an instruction in that. You know, it's a consequence, obviously. But uh, uh, but you can see how that's instruction because it's like well. You know, it's almost like creating a cause and effect thing. It's like, well, when you do this, this happens to you. I had a hard and fast rule with my kids when they were little. If you hit somebody, I'm going to hit you on the butt. <laughs> and, um, you know, eventually this, this like, correlation began to be drawn. Hey, if I hurt somebody, if I hit my brother, then somebody much bigger is going to hit me. <laughs> and I can't really retaliate. So... Uh, you know, but I didn't like doing that. You know, I didn't relish the idea of "ha, caught you in your your transgression, and now I'm going to crush you like a bug." You know, it was it was never like that. It's like there was this anger and indignant feeling of like, "How dare you hit my son? How dare you hurt my daughter?" Like, but I'm your daughter. I think like, I know, <laughs> and that's why I'm gonna whoop your butt. So. Um, so I love it how he starts out the very first thing he talks about is is being able to really take in this sense of wisdom and instruction of of really learning from the things that, that we go through. You know, and I don't know, maybe to me I just I think of like gaining wisdom through painful experiences because that's the most obvious way to learn it, and that's how I learned a lot of things, the painful hard way. Um, you know, but that's the great thing about like watching other people, you know, that's the, like Cynthia was the youngest and she's like, you know, I learned from my, I had three older siblings. I, I watched their life and I thought I'm not doing that. It's like, I don't think I want to go that direction. Thank you very much. I choose life. And <laughs> so. So, so to know wisdom and instruction and to, to see or to perceive the words of understanding. Uh, and this word perceive and this word understanding are very, very similar. They kind of have, they have the same root to them, uh, which I, I find very instructive because this word perceive is like to see with understanding. 
Because you can see something and not get what you're seeing. And uh, um, so... So perception has to do with what you actually think you're seeing or what your brain tells you this is this is what your your eyeballs are taking in you know so so to perceive these words of understanding would be to to heed them right it would be to to listen to to what these words are saying and to really uh capture to internalize what it is that, the, that these words of instruction are telling you, these words of understanding. Uh, because if you don't understand something, it's a lot harder to kind of take it in, apply it, and make it a part of, of, of what you do or how you think. Um, I was terrible in math when I was a kid. Just terrible. Hated it. And... Um, Seventh grade, I had like this, you know, he was like one of those like gym teacher, wrestling coach, jock type guys that couldn't teach his way out of a paper bag. And so I, I barely got through seventh grade math with a D. In eighth grade, when they really started getting us into algebra, we had this disturbingly attractive teacher that, that dressed rather inappropriately for a bunch of teenage boys in her classroom. And I, I think I may have may have pulled a B in that class. And uh, so by the time, you know, your performance in junior high math determined your your path for high school math. And so I got the, you know, not down here people, but I didn't get, I got like the kind of like the 40-watt bulb route, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, he's not super bright, but he's, you know, I mean, he, he at least, you know, can, you know. See lightning and hear thunder, so we'll put him in this math course right here. So I, I struggled my way through math so bad. See, I didn't understand it. It's like I'm watching, you know, you know, uh, you know, x equals this and blah 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 and all this stuff, and I was so lost. It's like. Why are there letters in my math? You know, <laughs> you know. Eventually, I, you know, the funny thing is, is I spent. I mean, you know, eventually by the end of high school, I had, you know, I was like in geometry and stuff, and I'm thinking, I'm never going to use this stuff. And like, I'd had like three years of algebra, and like, I'm never going to use this stuff. You know, I thought the most I'm ever going to use is like the lowest common multiple thing that they teach you in elementary school because hot dogs come in packs of six and buns come in packs of eight. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be able to figure that out. And then I have, now I have this job where I use geometry and algebra and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, this is so weird. I never dreamed. It's like, wow, I should have never, you know, I should have never complained about how math was stupid. So, but I spent all those years like, I don't get this. And I would just sort of stumble my way through it. It's like I don't. So I was lacking that sense of understanding. I was perceiving the words, or I mean, I was seeing the words. I'm watching the teacher do the stuff on the board, but I didn't get it. And uh, what was worse was like I would think I got it, and then I would go home to do my homework, and I would sit there. It's like ah, it's like I'm going to do my homework first thing when I get home, and then I'm going to relax and enjoy my eating. Uh, I don't know how to do this now. So. And we do that sometimes, you know, we come home, it's like, 
you know, at, you know, we're just we're following along with what God's saying, and we're really hearing it and receiving it. And then, you know, Monday morning, it's like, so how's church? You know, somebody that you know didn't get to be there, or whatever. It's like, oh, it's great. What was the word about? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but it was good about Jesus. Um, I'm glad to see it's not just me, but um, I don't think I'm going to get through this by 10:30. Um, so, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Now, this is a different word here for wisdom. Um, it's not the same word as, as it had there in verse two. Um, kind of carries some of the same ideas. It, the best word that I think you could put here if you wanted to put something else would be prudence. To, to understand, receive the instruction of prudence. Because what do you, you know, what do you lack when you're a child? Prudence. <laughs> prudence, foresight, uh, wisdom. <laughs> and so we learn those, those, those painful lessons that way. Uh, you know, but prudence, you know, is a, is a great thing to have. When I, uh, I think I was about 17 or so, and uh, Mike and I were driving along in my car, and we were in Lawrence, and it was nighttime, and uh, we were at that McDonald's on 23rd Street, and we were leaving like the parking lot the back way, and of course there's like a strip mall there, and so there's all these lights, and I didn't realize I had not turned my headlights on in my car. And because there's so many lights, I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm just driving along and I was kind of driving a little fast because I did. And uh, I don't know, but we all seem to think that rules don't apply in the parking lot and that you can just sort of drive however you like, whichever way you want on whichever side of the parking lot doesn't matter. Um, and I, I certainly subscribed to that idea when I was a teenager. And uh, Mike's like, you know, you probably be a little more careful. I'm like, nonsense. And then we nearly, literally, as the words are leaving my mouth, I had to slam on my brakes to keep from hitting somebody uh, because they didn't see me because I didn't have my headlights on. And and I was too busy, you know, thinking, yeah, I'm 17 and I got a car and I'm driving. How cool is this? So I was lacking prudence. But do you think I gained prudence from that? Some. I... I <laughs> I, I wish that I could tell you that that you know I I drove responsibly and and carefully after that I did not um, I, I used to terrify people the way that I would drive and and now I drive like an old grandpa like I put the cruise on the speed limit and I just drive along drives people crazy I love it it's like it's like hey we're going 30 miles it's not going to make any difference. And the amount of time it takes to get there if I drive 55 or if I drive 60. Now, if you drive like 80, it'll make a difference. But then people like me get to drive past people like that while they're sitting with the, you know, the flashy lights and they're getting a ticket. So, yeah. I've, never, I've never seen anybody get a speeding ticket for doing the speed limit. So, prudence. So, to receive the instruction of wisdom and justice and judgment... And equity, you know, I mean, I think we're all familiar with those words. I mean, it's, you know, what's right. 
and what's fair and what's just and even and and all of those things. Um, and uh, in verse four, he says to give. Uh, and this word drives me crazy. Subtlety. I, I finally looked it up because I was like, "What is that?" And it's just an archaic spelling of subtlety. So uh, to give subtlety to the simple, and the young man knowledge and discretion. So this word literally means craftiness or trickery, uh, subtlety. So, uh, you know, and subtlety is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it can be. depends on your motive. Um, but actually being, being subtle is, is kind of nice. Sometimes, you know, if, you, know that, you know, the old saying about, uh, uh, you know, the wise cats go around to the back to get the milk from the kitchen or however that goes. I forget now. But, but you know, if you want something, you can, you know, get out your sandwich board and your... And, you know, wear it and, and ring your bell and, and, you know, tell everybody what you want. Or you can be a little more subtle and drop hints. You can put out your feelers and find out, you know, subtlety. So, you know, being subtle um, is, is, uh, is a good thing. But, you know, but being subtle, being, uh, you know, has this, this sense of being careful and, and, and prudent as well. Uh, so to give subtlety to the simple, because if you're simple, don't you just kind of just throw it right out there? Yeah. You know, later on in, in Proverbs, uh, he says um, that the, the fool utters all of his mind, but the prudent keeps it until afterward. So, uh, so there's definitely a lot of value in, uh, you know, I think a part of subtlety then is not just saying the first thing that comes to mind. And that can really, really keep you out of a lot of trouble. It can avoid a lot of chastisement. It can avoid a lot of painful lessons in wisdom. Um, Because we've all said things that we wished we would not have. Like the moment we said it, it was like, oh, why did I say that? But then you have to stand with it, right? Like, I can't admit that I shouldn't have said that. So then you just look at them. Dare them to say something back to you. <laughs> That's actually a bad idea. You don't want to do that. To, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Discretion. That's an awesome thing to have. You know, um, Another good word here is advisement. This word literally means counsel. So, um, you know, I started out talking about being young and and I was reading this and I was like, wow, I could totally use all that stuff. And uh, um, and that's what he's saying here. He's like, that's what this book is for. It's like, you know, if you, you know, uh, of course, the, in the New Testament, we read that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Gives all men liberally and upbraids not. Uh, just be aware that when you ask for wisdom, you may gain some of it through very painful lessons. Uh, don't think that we, you know, don't don't expect to get all of that wisdom the way Solomon did. It's just like God. I just want to be wise. It's like okay, <laughs> that'd have been nice. <laughs> it's like man. Solomon beat me to it. I wish I would have thought of that. 
I think, I think there was only one of those, and he got it. The Bible says there was nobody wise like Solomon ever since. It's like, dang. All right. Uh, so, uh, if I'm going to get to where I'm going here, I better hurry up. Okay, a wise man will hear and will increase in learning, and a man of understanding will attain to wise counsels. So a wise man will hear what? Mm-hmm. Yep, will hear the words of, of understanding and instruction and all that stuff. And so does that mean you're going to like hearing it all the time? Probably not. No, there's, there's nothing like um, you know trying to subtly put your thing out there and then having somebody who knows exactly what you're doing uh, call you on it and be like, well, actually... Like, here's the real thing, and then you're, and you think, dang it, yeah. Uh, but that's the moment where you, where you hear it, where you perceive the words of understanding, and you receive it to yourself. And, and he says here that you increase in learning, that, that you, it's actually a really good thing to get, and a man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. You know, I've, I've, had, I've had people tell me things that I really did not like to hear, did not want to hear, I've told you guys a bunch of times, it's like, you know, don't really have a boss besides Mike, so kind of like having no boss. And uh, I don't like people telling me what to do. And, uh, you know, I'd, I I would make a terrible, like, cook at a restaurant because it's like, don't, don't, don't tell me you want yours this certain way. It's like, this is how we make them, and if you don't like it, too bad. Because that's kind of how I am with painting stuff. Like you don't get to tell me how we're going to do this. I'm going to tell you how we're going to do this because I'm the expert. So, anyway, as we're learning more about me all the time, uh, to understand a proverb and its interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, uh, the, and uh, the fear of the Lord. I love this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Um, and if you've got the same Bible I have, it's got this little uh, marginal translation here. It says, the fear of the Lord is the principal part of knowledge. Like the building block, the very basic first thing. You know, Because if you're going to learn how to do anything, you have to learn first things first, right? You know, um, you can't decide you're going to take up guitar and think, you know, I'm going to play speed metal on day one. It does not work that way. It may sound like trash, but it is actually quite complicated and takes a lot of talent. Um, so, before you get there, you're going to have to learn do re mi fa so la ti do, you know, and, and all that stuff. You're going to have to kind of start at the beginning. So that's what he's talking about here. The, the fear of God is that it's like the major scale of knowledge. It's like this is where you start out. And if you don't get this thing down, you, you're not going to get anywhere else. You're going to be stuck in this place of not learning from the wisdom, not learning from the instruction, and, uh, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, Because he says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. And I don't know about you, but I read that and I think, I don't want to be that. That sounds bad. So, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Forsake not the law of thy mother. 
For they shall be an ornament of grace to your head and chains about your neck. This is interesting, especially, you know, when you think about, um, you know, because, I mean, this is for everyone, of course, but he, he kind of frames this as like talking to, like, I don't I always, I can't read this without getting the idea he's talking to a young man. You know, but um, there's something about being young and kind of getting old enough to where your world becomes more than just your family at home and you kind of sort of start developing your own interests and your own circle of friends and stuff that, you know, and, and you have people in your life that your parents don't even know and things like that. Um, that, you know, of course, that's never going to happen to my children. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting because then he says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. No. But you know, the interesting thing is is you don't have to be like a young man to have that happen to you. You know, and you don't even have to be with anybody for that to happen to you. Like you'll just have like this little voice that's like like, Hey, we should do this. So he says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us. Let us lay wait for blood. Let's lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let's swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down to the pit. We shall find all precious substance and fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse because that's going to go well. My son, walk not in the way with them and refrain your foot from their path for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. I love how he throws that in there. Because if you if you're a bird, then you must be able to fly. And if you can fly, then you could avoid this little net thing that he's talking about. You know, and so much of what we of of these traps that we could avoid is just simply by walking in the spirit, not in the flesh. So he says, Surely in vain the net spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. And they lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that's greedy of gain, which takes away the life of the owners thereof. So he says, you know, people that they, they, they want to do these these wicked things, it's like they're actually just doing it to themselves. Because what you reap, you're going to sow. Or what you sow, you're going to reap. And, uh, and these things will come back to you. Uh, verse 20, he says, Wisdom cries without, and she utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, and in the city she utters her words, saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof, and behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words to you. Doesn't it sound like God talking now? Because he says wisdom, but... uh, where, what else, what better source of wisdom could you possibly have than, than God? But he says, turn at my reproof. And that's a precious thing because you really, you, you could turn at a reproof. You could have somebody, you could have God's word just be like, <coughs> when you say or do some dastardly thing or, or even plan some dastardly thing and, and have, God kind of give you that raised eyebrow. Say, plantest thou that? You know, because of course he's going to talk to you in Old English. And 
And you say, no, I do not planist. So it's like, well, I, I planist no more. So so you really can turn at a reproof, you know, and um, and that's a really great thing. And, the, and and then you don't have to go through the, the, the chastising, swift, blinding punishment that, that sometimes comes with with ignoring that stuff. I, I, uh, that's a phrase I use with my children. When I, I want them to understand that I, I'm done playing around with them. <laughs> like There will be swift and blinding retribution if this thing does not change right now. And uh, they've, they've come to learn that that means Dad is not playing around anymore. But anyway, it says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit to you, and I will make known my words to you. Because I called and you refused, and I stretched out my hand and no one regarded but you said it not all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity and mock when your fear comes. That's scary, isn't it? Because we always think that, you know, that, you know, God's the great perpetual bailer outer of, of all of my, my stupid stuff that I get myself into. And boy, will he bail out a lot. He will bail you out a lot more times than your faith would ever tell you he would. But then he tells us this. He's like, if, because you, he's like, I called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and you paid no attention to it. You said it not, my counsel, and wouldn't listen to my reproofs. So it's like, if you continually refuse the things that God is telling you to do, and, and just utterly refuse to listen to, to what he has to say, then you come into this place where he says, I will laugh at your calamity and mock when your fear comes. When your fear... And, and you know, it's interesting that he says it that way because, you know, I, I really believe that you know, God's not amused at if, if you drive yourself into that kind of destruction. But to, to have that sense of, so he's not listening now, because I I refuse to listen to him, so he's refusing to listen to me. That's a sobering moment. He says, I'll laugh at your calamity. I'll mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation, and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, and when distress and anguish come on you, and then they will call on me, and I will not answer. And they will seek me early, and they will not find me. For they hated knowledge, and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised my reproof. So they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. That does not sound like a good place to be at all. So this this sense of, of just utterly refusing because and he, he makes it, if he hadn't made it clear enough in those first few verses, he kind of goes back over it again and, and he says they, they hated knowledge and they wouldn't choose to fear me. And see, that's the thing is, you know, God won't, you know, he'll, he'll teach you to fear him, yeah. but you still have to decide you're going to fear him. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't think that that would work that way, but it really does. Because you can decide, well, that just happened. And, and you know, I, 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 I kind of reserve the right to do stuff the way I want to do it. Um. You know that would be hating knowledge and not choosing the fear of the Lord. 
who says, uh, verse 30, they would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the prosperity of fools will destroy them. But whoso hearkens to me shall dwell safely and be quiet from fear of evil. So, he, he starts out this book really pretty serious about the idea of, of why you would want to listen to the things that God has to say. And, and not just, you know, because we can sit in church and, and listen to what God's saying. And, and we can get up and leave and be like the guy who saw himself in the mirror, but, uh, but straightway forgets what manner of man that he was. You know, and, and we don't want to be that people. Um, because there's, there's this wisdom available for us in the Word of God to to really listen to the things that he's saying. And, you know, I was I was thinking about the, that this chapter this week, just thinking about how it seems like God just keeps talking to us about the same things week after week after week. And and the, I was reading that and I thought, man, continually refusing to listen to what God says really puts you in a really, really, really bad spot. So, but but he but he makes it so simple. He said, "Just turn at my reproof, you know. Just receive what I had to say, and uh, and uh, but you have to choose the fear of God to do that. And uh, you know, and the, the the fear of God is a you know is is a really really good good healthy kind of fear. The the fear that just like when I tell my kids that." You know, swift and blinding retribution is imminent. That they understand. Okay, so no, no more playing around now. That's, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe Dan could have used that line yesterday with the kids. I was here when they were wrapping up their trivia game, and and I could, I, I told them, whatever you're getting paid is not enough. You and Sarah <laughs> putting so much effort into this, and it's like the the unwashed masses of the the youth of the church, and. And, and all all they wanted was for them to be quiet. And Dan's like, I don't know what to do to go from, okay, seriously, guys, I need to be quiet now. You know, it's like, how do you make me quiet without going, shut up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know, I only have three at home. If I knew, I would, <laughs> you know. But if only I knew. <laughs> but But in all seriousness, when... You know when, uh, you know when when God gets to that point where He's saying it's like, no, seriously, I, I'm I'm about done talking to you about this. That's that's a really frightening place to be. That's where the fear of God and the, that self-preservation that God put in human beings should kind of kick in. And uh, as as Ron's mother used to say, your your, uh, your head takes pity on your backside, and. And and you decide that you're going to listen to the the things that God has to say. So, uh, Jesus, we thank you for your wisdom, God, and I just appreciate all these years, God, that I have been a, a partaker of your instruction, God, and and given the opportunity to perceive the words of understanding, God, I I have completely missed what you've said to me before, and you had to tell me again, God, I've 
uh, I've conveniently ignored the things that you said to me because I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to, to have to follow through on the things that you were saying, God, but you always brought me around. Uh, God, where, where I begin to perceive those words of knowledge and, and choose the fear of the Lord. Man, and I just appreciate how you've done that in your people, God, and how you have safeguarded us with your wisdom. You've safeguarded us with your instruction. God, it's like giving us guardrails to keep us from driving off the bridge. God, and we appreciate it. And we're grateful. And I just I pray, God, that you would touch every heart. God, that no one in this place would would harden their heart and, and refuse your reproofs. God, that, that we would all be those people whose hearts would melt like wax when you when you reprove us. God, that, that we would instantly uh, repent and turn to You. And God, we, we pray that You would just do these things in us. God, if, if anything in our life, God, where we're lacking wisdom, where we're needing instructions uh, and, and coaching, God, give us those things. God, and lead us and direct us as only You could do. God, now today I just pray that You would minister to every heart in this place, every need, everything that we're looking to from You. God, You are that answer. You are that great meter of the needs. And God, we just ask You to do in us today what only You could do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.